Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, Ministry of Greater Works Christian Church, right here in beautiful Lancaster, California. I am your host, Robert Enos. Here, I will discuss theology, doctrine, politics, social and cultural issues, pretty much anything I feel like talking about. But basically, I flip tables. Please remember to download each episode. That's very important. Download each episode. Hold on tight. It's going to be a bumpy ride. You're just a right-wing conspiracy theorist. Oh my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, oh my gosh. You know what? We are living in some very exciting times. Some times that if anybody says, well, I'm just bored, there's nothing going on. Well, you aren't paying attention. There are things happening and going on in our nation, even at our governmental levels, that is, well, I I'm not sure exciting, I guess it's exciting, but I'm not sure exciting is the actual proper word for it because, um, well, what's happening is things are being exposed at very high levels and in such ways that, well, those in our government and, and other places, media and such, they can't lie anymore. At least they can't get away with the lies like they used to. <clears throat> Yesterday, I did a an episode um, from Tucker Carlson, who's been showing and airing the video from January 6th. And what we see in the actual video is much different than what's been portrayed by the media and those in our government, which has been proof. Now it's proof, not just hearsay, not conspiracy, not wondering, not thinking, not maybe, that we have been lied to. Uh, our, our elected officials and the media working together have been lying to you and I, the American people, we the people. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, always keep this in mind. This nation isn't about our elected officials. It's about you and me, we the people, we the people. And that is so important because well, uh, you know what happens is you have these uh, um, people that run for office, you know, s state, local, state, federal, Senate, Congress, president, vice president, whatever. And they, they make all these promises and they treat us at that moment while they're running like they're actually going to actually work for us. And that's really what it's supposed to be. They work for us. We vote for them. We put them in office. And then they take this, I'm better than you attitude. I'm royalty. You're a peasant. Um, I'm in control. You're not. Um, you listen to me and do what I tell you to do. And I don't have to listen to you. And they flip it completely over. Uh, they make it backwards. And it's still supposed to be we, the people. L ladies and gentlemen, you and I are supposed to be in charge. This is our country. And and granted, yes, even those, if they're truly Americans, you know, uh, our elected officials is their country as well. But again, it's we, the people, not they, the elected. It's we, the people. So we have to keep that in mind when we're, when we're listening to them, when we hear them, and especially when they speak down to us and lie to us and treat us or speak to us in condescending manners and treat us as if we're peasants or pawns in their game and we're supposed to just shut up and listen to them. And if they say jump, the only question we're allowed to ask is how high. But ladies and gentlemen, it's supposed to be the other way around. They're supposed to represent you and I. 
our wants, our needs, our desires, and they treat us like it's completely the other way around. And unfortunately, so many of us in our world, in, in the United States, well, well we, we, um, we start acting like that, like, like we work for them, you know, and, and it's certainly... It certainly takes upon that nature when they're in session trying to figure out how much more money they can get in from us in taxes. You know, they work for us and the people that work for us are in charge of determining how much money they're going to take from us. Well, does that even make sense? It should be the other way around. We should be determining how much money we give them to work with. But instead, we've given them the power turned over our own power to them and given them the power to tell us how much money they're going to take from us or what liberty they're going to take from us or what freedom they're going to take from us or something that belongs to us just as humans, but especially as Americans. And we, we sit back like, oh, there's just nothing we can do. They're going to go in and do it. There's just nothing we can do. We just got to sit back and let them do it. No, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I think many of us have forgotten how this country was established and to whom we've wrestled the power away from and how we did it. And I have a feeling that we're going to have to wrestle some power again. Ladies and gentlemen, please don't ever accuse me um, of saying, see, he's asking for violence. No, I am not. There's other ways to wrestle the power of this country away from these people that have been lying to us, deceiving us, and treating us as their playthings, their pawns, and their peasants. They are not royalty. They are not um, kings. They are not royalty. They are not lords of the land. No, not at all. They are rep representatives. And the moment they stop representing you and me, they should be fired. Now, what does this have to do with Tucker Carlson and January 6th tapes? Absolutely everything. Again, yesterday I read an article. I'm going to read another article. And this is by Tucker Tucker Carlson again. And the reason I'm just focusing on Tucker Carlson right now is because he is one of the few that's willing to show the tapes and show the truth and put it out there. And in, in a big way, he's putting his possibly, maybe, his life on the line, but certainly his career. Because we've seen what happens when corrupt government officials start to pressure news agencies and businesses in that way to do what they want them to do. And um, so he's really putting himself out on the line on this one because he's not making any friends. He's making a lot of enemies right now. And so I have to say, Tucker Carlson, please keep up the good work. My hat goes off to you and my prayers go with you. So let me read this. It says, and this was um, published yesterday, at least the the uh, transcription of this, the this article that I'm going to read, yesterday, March 9th, Oh, no, I take that back. It was late last night, or this morning, I should say. 1.33 a.m. Eastern Standard Time today. It says, Tucker Carlson, we knew there was a reason leaders hid the January 6th tapes. Tucker fires back at critics outraged over the release of previously hidden footage of January 6th. Now, this is a little bit bigger article, so I'm going to read, hopefully I'm going to read more comment less, just so you can get what he said. And this all comes out on, it's in video form, uh, and you can find it. Just go find Tucker Carlson and, and look at some of these videos, and you can see it clearly. They're not doctored, but you can see this clearly. 
<clears throat> says, one of the hallmarks of people who are telling the truth, in case you were wondering how to tell the difference, is that people who are telling the truth are calm. You don't wave your hands around and make wild accusations. They don't need to do that. It's enough to say what they know, and if honest people turn out to be wrong about something they have claimed, they'll admit it. They don't double down on false. They made a mistake, and that's okay. It's not like they're claiming to be God. Liars behave differently. Liars are touchy, sometimes to the point of hysteria. They're hiding something. That's the whole point of lying. And they're worried you're going to find out what it is. Liars are fragile because over time, lying makes you weak and afraid and has the same effect on countries, by the way. Ladies and gentlemen, keep that away because you made a great point there. That when our leaders or people in a nation, you know, high-ranking people that lead, supposedly are leading a country, so our elected officials, when it when we know that they're lying and they're liars, it doesn't just weaken them personally. That's the direct result. But the indirect result is it weakens the nation that they're supposed to be leading. Thus, ladies and gentlemen, it weakens you and I in our standing in the world. Just keep that in mind. Let me back to this article. We're living through one of those clarifying moments. Actually, we're thankful for it, where we're learning exactly who the liars are. On Monday, we showed you unreleased videotape from January 6th. It proved, that tape proved, that three of the most important claims our leaders have made about that day were untrue. Their claims were lies. We were shocked to discover that. I'm sorry, we were not shocked to discover that. And I have to agree with them. I wasn't shocked to discover that they lied. We've all known that they're liars. Can't believe a thing that they can say. And this even proves that even more. We knew there was a reason that congressional leaders had been hiding the tape and that reporters in Washington weren't demanding to see it. They were lying to us, obviously. That's why you hide things. But what was actually surprising, what we can't quite get over even now, is how they responded when they were caught lying. They didn't seem embarrassed. They didn't apologize. They weren't even curious to learn more about what actually happened on January 6th. Let's see the tape. No, they didn't want to see it. They exploded in rage. And then as liars tend to do, they doubled down. They told the same lies they've been caught telling, but with even greater aggression this time. Shut up! It's midnight, they said, and the sun rose behind them. Who acts like that? Well, sociopaths do. And in this case, the sociopaths turned out to be both Democrats and Republicans. The commitment to lying in Washington is far deeper and more bipartisan even than we realize, and we follow this stuff for a living. Now, you sometimes hear people say, that the whole partisan system is illusion and that underneath the manufactured debates, the leaders on both sides are, in fact, secretly united in a common love of money and power and the deception required to get them. And honestly, we can never really bring ourselves to believe that. It's just too dark. But now we do believe it because we have seen it. And ladies and gentlemen, I do want to comment on that. This, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you, this is one of the things that's been hard for me to stomach and come to terms with because I do know that there has been some great leaders in this country, conservative leaders in this country over over the years. And we've had some, and we have some even now that are really great and honest, but even some, I'm not going to say all, but some of the ones, Republican, especially, well, Democrat, there isn't one decent Democrat anywhere, anywhere in the United States of America. I, I, I'm just telling you the truth. 
That whole party system, their whole system is based upon lies, wickedness, evil, death, and destruction. So if anybody says, well, I'm a Democrat, I'm good. No, you're not, because you keep voting for a wicked system. So I'm dealing more, I'm talking more about Republicans now. There are still a few good Republicans, and but the number is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Uh, and this proves it. This article and what we're seeing proves it because many of the people that have been lying to us for 26 months and have been lying to you probably before then, but we know this for sure now, 26 months, two over two years of flat lying to us, many of them are Republican and they've been working hand in hand with the Democrats. And yes, they love the power, they love the money, they love the greed, they love what their position gets them and they'll protect it even if that means lying to the American people. Anyways, let me um, go on. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Consider the death of police officer Brian Sicknick. Now, we still don't know exactly how Officer Sicknick died. We're not certain that anyone does know. No one has explained it. But after reviewing the previously withheld video evidence, we can tell you with certainty that Officer Sicknick was not beaten to death by Trump voters at the Capitol. Remember, that's the officer that we were told that was beaten to death with a um, fire extinguisher, I believe it was, at the, at the Capitol. Let me go on. The tape shows very clearly Brian Sicknick walking through the building in apparent health after the media told us for two years that he had been murdered. So they were wrong about that. Okay, they got they got caught. Here's the interesting thing. They won't admit it. Liz Cheney's tweet is still on Twitter tonight. Officer Sicknick was killed defending our capital from the violent mob on January 6th. No correction. Anderson Cooper of CNN still has not apologized. Officer Sicknick died after being hit, uh, hit in the head with a fire extinguisher during the fight, he told us. Those are lies. Why not just admit it and move on? They won't. In fact, this week, the White House trotted out both the press secretary and Joe Biden's attorney general, the attorney general of the United States, to claim not just that Brian Sicknick was actually murdered by Republicans at the Capitol, but that other officers were murdered too. It's almost beyond belief. Watch this. Now, see, there was some video in there and everything, but I'm going to read some of the comments and such that were going on in those videos, ladies and gentlemen. So Karine Jean-Pierre said this, The wide range of bipartisan lawmakers, you heard them all yesterday, you guys reported on it, who have condemned this false depiction of the unprecedented violent attack upon our Constitution and the rule of law, which cost police officers their lives. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just keep going with this and pay attention to this because... Even yesterday, I guess that would have been today. I'm sorry, today, after this report, or when these things were beginning to be aired, uh, yesterday, I should have said, or maybe the day before, this is what these people are saying. They're, con- they're doubling down on the lie, and they're continuing to lie, and they're, get- they're making the lie deeper and deeper and deeper, but it's still a lie. You can't believe a word that comes out of their mouth. Anyways, Merrick Garland says this, It was a violent attack on a fundamental tenet of American democracy, that power is peacefully transferred from one administration to another. Over, now get this, ladies and gentlemen, over 100 officers were assaulted on that day. Five officers died. Tucker responds, five officers died on that day? Now that's just not some guy on Twitter. 
That's the Attorney General of the United States. That's a man whose honesty is central to his job. If you had a choice between IQ and integrity in an Attorney General, of course you go with integrity because it's essential. But Joe Biden's Attorney General, uh, Merrick Garland, is a liar. He just lied about something that is provably false. Who are these five officers who were killed that day? And I would like to know that too. Who were these five officers that were killed that day? Um, We thought we knew of the one officer that was hit in the head with the fire extinguisher and died, but it turns out that was a lie. And now they're saying five officers were killed, but they're not saying who or how. Anyways, let's go on. Notice he didn't tell you. No one ever tells you. No one ever shows you their autopsies. They don't want any detail. They just want the slogan. Now they're counting Brian Sicknick. That's a lie. But who are the other four? Well, those are four officers who killed themselves after January 6th. In some cases, long after January 6th. But their suicides, we know for a fact, were the result of the Republican mob at the Capitol. It's just false. And it's not some esoteric fact. So, again, uh, five officers supposedly died. And these four, besides uh, Brian Sicknick, but these four that they're citing, that were, you know, they're telling us died um, at the Capitol. Turns out that they didn't. They committed suicide. Ladies and gentlemen, they committed suicide. Uh, some just a few days, some long after January 6th, which honestly, listen, it brings up a question with me personally in this area. And the question I would have if, you know, uh, at least four of these officers that were hired to protect Capitol Hill had mental issues, emotional mental issues to the point that they committed suicide, you know, that they're, they're, that they're going to go out and commit suicide. Somebody wasn't doing their job screening these people well enough to make sure that they didn't get suicidal people working there at the Capitol carrying guns and other weapons. Think about that for just a moment. So this is failure on top of failure, on top of failure, on top of failure, and then to cap it all off with lie upon lie upon lie upon lie. I point this out because, ladies and gentlemen, the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. is our house. It's our Capitol. It's we the people. It belongs to us. So not only did they fail, these people fail in the immediate, but they failed you and I and then lied about it. All of this has been lie after lie after lie to cover up their failures, their failures as elected officials and people in charge of the security of our building. Let me go on. That fact is available to anyone who has internet access. No police officers died that day on January 6th. None, not one. Some were assaulted, that is true, and their assaults are indefensible. How many were assaulted? Garland said over 100. The Government Accountability Office says the number is 114. And we're just going to roll with that. We don't know if it's true, but we'll take it at face value. And that is bad. We are opposed to assaulting police officers in any context. We said that on January 6, 2021. We'll say it again. We're against that. <coughs> but is January 6 the worst assault on U.S. government since the Civil War? That's insane. It's not even close. How about March of 1954, where Puerto Rican separatists shot five congressmen in the Capitol building. Five members of Congress shot in the building. It's all bad, but the worst since Civil War? You're just a flat-out liar if you're saying that. More recently, 
This is an event we all remember. Antifa descended on Washington, D.C. to force the sitting president from office. But it was Trump. So that's cool. And why they were there. They set a historic Christian church on fire, St. John's in Lafayette Square. Do you remember that? You should. Because it happened Labor Day weekend less than three years ago. And when that happened, the left-wing mayor of Washington, D.C. refused to allow her own police department, the MPD, to assist Secret Service agents while they were under siege and getting beaten. No, she made her cops stand back and watch it happen, and they were very upset about it at the time. You may have forgotten that. Here's what it looks like. And again, they had some pictures and some videos of this up there. And uh, please, go find that video. I'm going to put the link up in the comments area. (laughs) I'm sorry, the description area. Please click on that, and you can find the video and watch these things. And again, that was just three years ago, ladies and gentlemen. And it was far more violent than anything that happened January 6th, 26 months ago. Anyways, let me, let me, uh, this is one of the reporters reporting from the video about what's happening there at that time. It says, I believe there are several fires raging now down this street. And this is what you hate to see. There are people throwing fireworks and who knows what else. They just set fire to St. John's Church. Burning a church across from the White House? Those are the George Floyd riots. What was the toll there? Now, we're not going to guess. We're going to go again right to the government according to a recent, recently released jail report last month. During those attacks, the, tw- the 2020 attack on the White House by left-wing mobs, Federal Protective Services, the Secret Service, and Park Police reported that at least 180 officers were injured during the demonstrations, including concussions, lacerations, exposure to chemical gas, and severe burn. Severe burning. So while stipulating that all riots are bad because precision matters, facts matter, the truth matters, here's the truth. More cops were injured by Kamala Harris's favorite mob, BLM, at the White House than were injured by Trump voters at the Capitol on January 6th. A lot more. So again, to be clear, both events are bad. But here's the key. We only remember one of them. Why? Because the people in charge of history are liars. Liars. And lying is bad. And on a national scale, it's deadly. It's corrosive. And everything that is good in the country, including trust and your grasp on reality itself. And that's what they try to make. You lie. Men can become women. Climate change is existential threat. Or whatever the lie is they're making you tell, they don't believe it. They know you don't believe it. But by forcing you to repeatedly degrade and control you, they make you less of a person. They also hurt individuals. We told you Monday about Navy veteran Jacob Chansley. He was tried by the media, convicted of being a domestic terrorist, and sentenced to four years in prison. What exactly did Jacob Chansley crime? Well, no one's ever very precise about that. Here's what the media told you. ABC. It was in his horned helmet, fur pelts, and face paint, Jacob Chansley became known as QAnon Shaman, but prosecutors call him the most prominent symbol of a violent insurrection. CNN. He's been in jail since January and he's trying to get out, but prosecutors say he's still too dangerous to release. MSNBC. Make no mistake, Chansley is a stone-cold thug. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just stop right there for a moment. That's actually kind of funny. 
That's kind of silly. When you see the video of him just strolling around and the Capitol Police escorting him and giving him a tour, and then MSNBC comes out and says, make no mistake, Chansley is a stone-cold thug. It, it just makes you wonder if these guys are playing with a full deck, if you understand what I mean. Anyways, let me go on. CBS says, oh, he kept saying, you know, I'm not violent. I'm peaceful. I'm a shaman. But then you put those images, what you were just talking about, you put those images together, and that isn't an image of, you know, of peace. This is the new face of extremism. It's the new face of extremism. Jacob Chansley is the new face of extreme extremism. He's a stone-cold thug. Prosecutors say he's too dangerous to release. And most people believe that because why wouldn't they? They were told it. And there was no evidence to the contrary. And now there is evidence to the contrary. We brought it here Monday. The video that we reviewed at great length over three weeks showed with precision what Jacob Chansley actually did inside the Capitol. And here's what it looks like once again. <laughs> Tucker Carlson says this. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol police officers take him to multiple entrances and even tried to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Videos show him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch, and again, there's video of this, where he actually is on the Senate floor with other, uh, you know, protesters, if you will, and he starts praying. He starts praying to our Heavenly Father. And he even, in that prayer, gives thanks to God for the Capitol Police, who were so kind to him and helped him out and gave him a tour. Isn't that interesting? If this is a violent insurgency, I mean, nobody, he didn't run in there with a, with a hammer or anything like that and bash people. No, he was given an escort through the Capitol building. <coughs> Jacob Chansley, QAnon Shaman says, thank you, Heavenly Father, for taking the inspiration needed to these police officers to let us into the building. Check. I'm gonna. I'm gonna read that again because this is in his own words in his prayer on on the Senate floor. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for taking the inspiration needed to these police officers to let us into the building. <clears throat> what he was saying and praying was thanking God for the police officers for letting him in, not standing back while he broke in, but for, for letting him in. To the building. Let me read on. Contrast the reality of what Jacob Chansley did in the Capitol building on January 6th, the indisputable facts recorded on video, some of which has <clears throat> never been or never before been seen with the depiction of Jace, Jacob Chansley that you've seen in the media for more than two years. He's a terrorist, they said. He should be killed. Stephen Sch Schmidt. Now, I don't know who Stephen Schmidt works for, but Stephen Schmidt, I saw the clip on the video, says this. Shoot him. Shoot him. Like, is it you burst into the United States? If he was dressed like bin Laden, would they have shot him? Well, uh, Stevie, uh, a little Schmitty. Um, so here's a guy, now that we know, did not cause any violence, was escorted through. Did he break some law? I don't know. Maybe, but not if they actually opened the door and invited him in. But nonetheless, here's Schmitty uh, on the other side of this, yelling, shoot him, shoot him. Now, I want to ask, who really are the violent ones? They've been pushing this narrative that 
that uh, Trump supporters and especially those people such as um, Jacob Chansley are are terrorists, are violent, are destructive, are deadly. And here's one of their own saying, shoot him, shoot him. Shoot him for what, Stevie? Yo, Schmitty, shoot him for what? For being escorted through the Capitol building by Capitol Police? I don't know that that's a crime worth being shot. I, you know, I mean, it's just me. I don't know. I'm not really, really hip on all of those intricate laws and everything, but I don't think being escorted through a building by a, by a police officer is worthy of being shot. I, I just, just say, anyways, back to Carlson Tucker. Shoot him? Shoot him? It makes you wonder who are the violent extremists here. So as you saw, again, details matter because this is a man, this is an actual American citizen, a Navy veteran. He's speaking of uh, Jacob Chansley, a Navy veteran. This is a human being. And so what we actually did should be of deep concern to every American because he's in jail tonight. What Jacob Chansley actually did was wander peacefully through the Capitol, shepherded by Capitol Police officers who literally opened doors for him. When one was locked, they went to another. Dozens of officers stood and watched him. All of them had guns. Jacob Chansley did not. They never told Jacob Chansley to get out. The head of the Capitol Police today said "We um, he was just trying to calm the situation. It was already calm. He was the only protester in the frame. They could have let him outside. They didn't. They helped him. We're not going to speculate as to why. We don't know why. All we know is what we see on the tape, and no one disputes it. We didn't cherry pick it. We didn't make it up. See, and that's key, ladies and gentlemen. All these people that are now freaking out that Tucker Carlson showed the tape, none of them are disputing that that's actually authentic. And that really did happen the way you see on the video. They're not disputing that. But they're calling him a liar, and they're calling him, you know, telling he's going to cause all these problems. But they're not disputing what, the, what we what we can actually see is actually the truth. Let me go on. Once inside the Senate chamber, as we told you, Chansley said a prayer, thanking God for the kindness of Capitol Police, Capitol Hill Police, and and good for them. They were kind. This was not a domestic terrorist, and that matters. But what matters even more is the videos we showed you after 26 months were not shown to Jacob Chansley's attorneys. Isn't that interesting that even his own attorney couldn't see these videos and never saw them until Tucker Carlson shows him? That's a violation of the Constitution, and he's in jail because of it. Because the liars on the January 6th committee and the prosecutors who did their bidding, and that means Benny Thompson, and that means Adam Schiff, it means Liz Cheney. These people have this man's life in their hands. They helped withhold these videos from Jacob Chansley's attorney, and that means the judge who sentenced Jacob Chansley, Royce Lamberth, never saw them either. And therefore, Judge Lamberth was able to say that what Chansley did was horrific. He apparently had no idea that Chansley was wandering around with the cops, walking through doors they opened and saying prayers for them. We're quoting, you made yourself the center of the riot, said the judge. Really? He accused Chansley of obstructing the functioning of government. Let me stop right there. Ladies and gentlemen, if he actually obstructed the functioning of this present government or the government that we had in place two years ago, I consider him a hero. Anything that can stop these idiots, these liars, these deceivers, these cheaters, 
These people that don't like you and me personally, that don't like this nation, that don't like our constitution, if we could shut them down even for five minutes, praise God, I would be on the Senate floor thanking God of heaven for that government shutting down. Anyways, let me go. That's not at all what was happening. He was ambling through the Capitol, flanked at all times by armed guards were directing his movements. Meanwhile, prosecutors of the DOJ, the real villains here, falsely, they lied in court and said that Chansley was leading the charge into the Capitol on January 6th. They said he was the flag bearer for the mob, apparently because he had a flag. He was alone, and of course, the media picked up on this and amplified it as the DOJ intended. Fortune magazine disgraced itself by comparing the man you just saw to ISIS. So now Chansley is compared to ISIS. Interesting. Do you think ISIS would stroll through our capital holding American flag and then praising God of heaven, the one true God of heaven, for the kindness of the Capitol Police who let him in? I think not. So Fortune magazine, you just lost all credibility as far as I'm concerned. They said Chansley had the zeal to possibly kidnap or kill officials. These aren't just lies. They are lies that destroyed a man. So no matter who you voted for in the last election, you you could probably agree that sending someone to prison for four years on the basis of fabricated evidence is the most serious threat to civil liberties we could possibly face. And yet, here's the thing. Leaders on both parties, the party that Chansley voted against and the party he voted for, have, have said nothing, not one word about the implications of this videotape, the implications implications not just for Chansley but for our constitution and our country going forward. Instead, oh, how dare you show this? What is clearly exculpatory evidence? Again, it's not just Chuck Schumer. It's Republican Senators Kevin Kramer, Mike Rounds, Chuck Grassley, John Thune, Lindsey Graham, of course, Congressman Dan Crenshaw, Needless to say, Kelly Armstrong all went after us. We're not whining about that. We don't care, actually. But it just tells you everything about the way things actually work. They're not loyal to their voters. And that's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. They're not loyal to you and I, the voters. They're loyal to each other. And they're willing to lie, really lie, and crush people. Mitch McConnell, Tom Tillis, BLM superfan Mitt Romney, all weak men, and like all weak men, vicious men, were especially angry. Watch. And again, there's some video of them just going off and, and talking and lying and everything. So let me read some of this. Mitch McConnell. It was a mistake, in my view, for Fox News to depict this in a way that completely at variance with what our chief law enforcement official here in the Capitol thinks. Tom Tillis. I think it's bull blank. I don't use that kind of language, but he said it. When you see police barricades breached, when you see police officers assaulted, all of that, or you had to be close in or in close proximity to it if you were just a tourist, you should have probably lined up at the visitor center and come in uh, on an orderly basis. I just don't think it's helpful. Um, Tom Tillis, little Tommy. Hey, Tommy boy, let me explain something to you. I was there at the Capitol January 6th. They weren't letting anybody in. I'm just saying, you know, so, you know, you should just line up and come in like everybody else, like a tourist. They should, and they should have done that on another day, of course, 
but they weren't doing it out on that day. And just maybe, just maybe if the if the police officers, Capitol Police and all the people that were there supposed to be protecting that Capitol were doing their job, just maybe many of those people would have actually been tourists to actually go in and see what was going on. I don't know, just saying. But Mitt Romney says this, it's really sad to see Tucker Carlson go off the rails that bad. Uh, so telling the truth and exposing their lies is going off the rails now. Anyways, he goes on to say, the American people saw what happened on January 6th. They've seen the people that got injured. They saw the damage to the building. You can't hide the truth by selectively picking a few minutes out of tapes and saying this is what went on. It's so absurd. No, Mr. Uh, Romney... Um, we, the people for the last 26 months have only seen what you and the media that, that works for you wanted to show us. And now we're seeing that it's all lies. Anyways, Tucker Carlson goes on to say this, weak men are vicious men. And these are weak men whose attributes towards an individual whose life has been destroyed on the basis of false and withheld evidence is vicious. Oh, we cherry picked? Really? What they're saying, ironically... What they're describing, ironically, exactly what the January 6th committee and the prosecutors in these cases did for two years. They selectively picked small segments of tape to convince America that January 6th was something that it wasn't. It was awful. We would not defend that. We hate vandalism. We hate assault. Was it a violent insurrection? It was not. Was it a killing of five officers at the Capitol? It was not. Those are lies. And they buried tape that contradicted and revealed those lies. So all we did was play the tapes that they had been hiding for 26 months and show that there were American citizens, Jacob Chansley specifically, and others whose civil liberties were annihilated. And you can't make your own rational judgments about what that means. I'm sorry. You can make your own rational judgments about what that means. Do you want to live in a country where that's possible? They don't care. Neither party in Washington cares. In fact, the leader of the Senate Democrats, Chuck Schumer, just joined the leader of the Senate Republicans, Mitch McConnell, in calling for this show to be pulled off the air. Now, that's not an argument based on logic. It's based in hysteria and the shame you feel as a weak and terrified person when your lies are exposed. Here's Chuck Schumer claiming for the first time that, like Sandy Cortez, he himself nearly died on January 6th. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, that's actually kind of um, funny in a way. He almost died. So Chuck Schumer says this, Tucker Carlson ran a lengthy segment last night arguing the January 6th Capitol attack was not, not, a violent insurrection, an attempt to rewrite history and erode the very foundation of our precious and sometimes fragile democracy. So yes, this morning, I am furious. Millions of Americans are furious. I was here on January 6th. Many of you saw the footage as I ran for my life, coming within a few feet of these criminals. He ran for his life. Ladies and gentlemen, I pointed this out already, but I want to point it out again. At the Capitol, at the Capitol grounds there in Washington, D.C. for this overall rally was a minimum of a half a million people. Minimum, half a million people there. If a half a million Trump supporters, conservatives, Republicans wanted to um, get a hold of Chuck Schumer, kidnap him, kill him, harm him, there would have been nowhere he could have ran fast enough to get away from it. That, ladies and gentlemen, is laughable, laughable at best. 
you know, it, it's like the little kid. He reminds me of the little kid. You know, you see these little things. I, I, I watch these little videos sometimes of little kids that say the darndest thing. And they're, they're cute and funny because they're little kids. So you have this little three-year-old, maybe a four-year-old, chocolate all over their hands and all over the face. And mom will come in and say, did you eat all the chocolate? No, little Billy did. You know, Billy's like the one-year-old brother or something. Uh, Billy did. Then why is the chocolate all over your face? Uh, Billy jumped up and smeared it on my face because they can't bring themselves to tell the truth that they actually got in the chocolate. Well, it's cute when they're three years old or four years old. It's absolutely disgusting when someone like Chuck Schumer, who not only is as old as he is, but has been a, a, a an elected official in this country as long as he has, and he's supposed to be leading and representing the American people. And when he's telling lie after lie after lie after lie, gets caught in those lies, and then heaps on even more lies, it's no longer cute. He's not a cute little four-year-old with chocolate on his face, but he's a disgusting, murderous liar with blood on his hands. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it right here. He's a liar. He's disgusting. He's deceptive. And I say murderous. I'm not saying he went out there and murdered anybody with his own two hands, but because of his lies, because of his deceit, because of the way he heaps lie upon lie upon lie, that's dangerous. And many people have suffered because of it. And we're watching this gentleman, Jacob Chansley, suffer because of his lies and lies of people like uh, Chuck Schumer. Let me, let me keep reading. I'm almost done with this article. Tucker Carlson goes on to say this, we invited Schumer on, McConnell, anyone is always welcome to come on our show. If we got something wrong, tell us how. If you think we altered the tape in some way, tell us how. But they won't. Nor will they answer the most basic question, which is, why should a non-demonstratively non-violent man who literally said a prayer of thanksgiving for police officers on the Senate floor, how is that man ISIS? How was he a domestic terrorist? How is he a threat to the Republic? Why is he in jail for four years? Shut up. Pull that show off the air. They won't answer any questions. But we have a question, which is how in a free country guided by the Constitution were these people allowed to withhold evidence from Jacob Chansley's lawyer? How could that happen? That's the end of this article. That was Tucker Carlson. Currently serves as host of Fox News Channel. Uh, Tucker Carlson tonight, weekdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and he's been the he's joined the network in 2009 as a contributor. Anyways, I wanted to get that whole thing out for you. So um, I have some questions as well, too. And it's basically the same questions. You know, in a country like ours, the Constitution is very clear. And the DOJ, the Department of Justice, that should be one standing up and say, no, ladies and gentlemen, listen, listen, it doesn't matter. We got the evidence. The evidence needs to be made known, especially to this gentleman and the people being tried and convicted. Uh, their attorneys need to see this video and all video and all evidence. And I would even say, listen, I, you know, I don't know how it works. And you know, that judge, that judge who was sitting up there that didn't watch any of the video, just going by what people were telling him, Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. It is your job to make sure that you get down to the bottom of things and you didn't. You made a judgment against somebody's own life, livelihood, freedom. You made a judgment based upon what the liars, what the media has been saying, what the liars in our government have been saying. You didn't base it upon truth. You didn't look at those videos. You didn't see clear cut. You just went along with the ride. Shame 
on you. You are another one that should resign. If you had a shred, a shred of decency left in you, a shred of integrity, you would step down right now. You would see these videos, realize that you made a grave mistake, and you would step down. And same thing with you, uh, Schumer. Uh, I can go through all of them. Mitch McConnell, Schumer, Tom Tillis, all of you. If you had any integrity whatsoever as a human being, you would step down. You would step down. You would f certainly stop pushing a lie that we now know is an absolute lie, but you would step down, you would resign, and you would walk away, and you would disappear. You would disappear. You'd just disappear into obscurity. But no, you won't, because you have no integrity. You guys are liars. You've been liars. You're deceivers. You've been deceiving. You're evil. You're wicked people. You don't care about uh, America. You don't care about our Constitution. You don't care about our Bill of Rights. You don't care about we, the people, who are truly supposed to be your boss. You don't care about any of that. You care about yourself, and you won't be able to bring yourself to us. And, and if I'm wrong, and you do resign, or you do apologize, I'll be the first one in front of this microphone apologizing. But I don't think you will. Because even now, with everything that we know, an apology is not good enough. Resign. Resign. Judge resign. All of you, resign. Uh, Merrick, 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 what is it? You, you resign. Head of the DOJ, resign. All of you need to resign. You're an embarrassment to this country. You're actually an embarrassment to the human race, but certainly an embarrassment to the United States of America and what this country is founded upon and what this country is supposed to be standing up for. We are supposed to be the leaders of the free world. No, let me take that back. We are supposed to be the leaders of the world, especially the free world, but the world. And what have you made us? A laughingstock, a mockery. Our enemies are no longer afraid of us. Why? Because there's so many lies at the top levels that they understand that everything is weak and corrupt. Everything. And they're starting to mock us and laugh at us. We've become a mockery. How is this is all tied into Joe Biden? Well, it's under his leadership. This guy is weak. Uncle Joe, Aunt Nancy, Chucky Schumer... Uh, little Mitt Romney, little Mitt Romney. Oh my gosh, little Mitt Romney. Yeah, you all are a bunch of babies. You need to resign. Step down, walk away. And you know what? By doing that, you will truly make America great again. Thank you again for joining us at Table Flippers. Please check out our merchandise. We have hats, hoodies, water bottles, all kinds of cool things. You can find all of the, our merchandise at tableflippers.com. That's tableflippers.com. And please write me. Please let me know how I'm doing. Write me at GWCCRobert. That's one word, GWCCRobert at gmail.com. Give me the good letters. Give me the bad letters. Tell me the great things I'm doing. Tell me the bad things I'm doing. I want to hear it all. Have a great day. Table Flippers is flipping awesome. <laughs>